Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternative, here on 97.5 CIOEFM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you're stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today I'm extremely pleased with Cheryl, to be with Cheryl Nickerson and Krista Bieler. Cheryl is a site supervisor for the CCA program and Krista is the CEO of Dykeland Lodge, a long-term care home in Windsor, Nova Scotia. Thanks for being here, ladies. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Christine. Thanks for having us. Now, tell me a little bit about yourselves. What really is your role? And explain CCA. What is that? Is it a capital cost allowance? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay, well... I'll go first. Um, so my name is Cheryl Nickerson, and I represent an organization called CBBC, Career College, and we have an amazing continuing care assistant program, which stands for CCA. Aha. And what we do is we provide about 852 hours of education for the CCA program. And also what's really exciting that we're doing is the reason that Krista is sitting to my left is that uh, we actually go out. Uh, we have a bricks and mortar CCA program, of course, in Dartmouth and Sydney. But we actually go out and do something really unique and interesting is that we're starting now to put CCA programs in long-term care facilities across the province. And we have had the fortunate luck of partnering with many long-term care facilities, and one happens to be Dykeland. So, Krista. So, um, I guess just to reiterate what um, what Cheryl said is, yes, it is a fabulous partnership. It's an on-site partnership that is very unique and um, very successful for the students that we are putting through and... Um, and knowing will turn out to be fabulous CCAs. The program having it in the facility means that every day they get to see um, the roles, the different layers of roles in healthcare. So they'll see what a continuing care assistant does on a daily basis because they're gonna walk past it on their way to wow. the classroom. So what is that? Tell us a little bit about what is a continuing care assistant all about? So a continuing care assistant is a layer of the healthcare support system. So we have RNs, we have LPNs, and we have continuing care assistants or CCAs. And they can provide anything from 
um, topical medication application. Which is to, creams. Which is creams, mm-hmm. correct. To um, personal intimate care, which would be... Um, Washing you down below if you right. can do it yourself. That is correct. Um, it could include oral care, but it also could have um, to do with one-on-one um, escorts or taking people for walks throughout the facility or escorting them to the dining room for dinner or holding a hand of someone who is, you know, very emotional and believes that, you know, they've, they've um, you know, just lost their son who may have, who may have passed away 10 years ago. Mm. So it, it's, it's many things. And the biggest piece of it is, is to do with compassion and I guess that calling. Uh, and I think it's great because by having the program in the proximity of an actually working long-term home, they get the exposure they need to see what they will be doing all mm-hmm. day after they are finished learning all the details, how to do it exactly that way that it works, it is good for the residents, it is good for themselves, they don't hurt themselves and they don't hurt anybody else and it is tough. So uh, Cheryl, tell us a little bit about the requirements for CCA. What, how do they find you? How do they need to be to become a CCA? Well, the requirements um, basically is that you need to find within yourself like the desire to want to help people because it is a helping profession and the compassionate and the caring and the kindness that you withhold within yourself that actually is delivered to other people that cannot take care of themselves and in the classroom it's not just a classroom where you just come sit in a seat It's a classroom with your peers that's supporting. So you start with support right at the get-go, day one. When you look around the classroom and you see your peers and you see the support that you're going to get for the next eight months. No, that's wonderful. So it's not just studying a textbook and uh, learning by heart how to do it. It's actually practical application. Yes, and you get, you, we have module learning. You know, we talk about mental health. We talk about palliative care. We talk about dementia. We provide basic food handlers training, occupational health and safety and women's training. We have, lo- it's loaded full of many things that will take you basically from inward and outward. So when I say inward, I'm talking about how it's spiritually going to be satisfying. And that's outward because then that's extended to the residents Mm -hmm. and the long-term care facilities. And also we do have a portion, which is home care too, that we do some placements Mm -hmm. as well. But I think the students get a real bird's eye view i think krista you would agree yes absolutely with how we deliver the course and how like you said you as soon as they walk in from day one they they're they're basically in in work mode they're in work mode and they get to interact with helpless or more or less helpless people that are still people just like the cca themselves are people so that's when you said it's a layer of healthcare. No, no, it's a person. 
<laughs> it's just that True. it's a technical way we, yeah. we define it with the layers of healthcare. Yeah. But I, I get the feeling from what you're saying that they're really treated as people. They're family. They, that they are. They're family for they, you. And the employees are not just people that uh, uh, strain the budget. They're really people that you love to as as. Com- as contributing to the purpose of a long-term home. The greatest asset that we have are the frontline. Um, the people. People. And without them, they are, we are nothing. And we are, you know, we lack that success level. And I know on the news, we sometimes hear about how awful some CCAs treat some old people. And that is terrible. What do you think why that is, that people do that? Oh. I think there's a lot of reasons for it, really, I think Cheryl. so. You know, um, and I can't point to any mm-hmm. any particular thing. I mean, everybody has their own story. Everybody, there, there's always different outcomes that lead to that. But I think with training, uh, continuing care assistant, it starts with the training. Mm-hmm. I know that we provide excellent training, excellent mentorships. And one of the things that Dykeland does that's really amazing is the fact that they have ambassadors. And they are role models from day one. When they walk in the facility, the students are greeted by these ambassadors. And Krista, you can speak to exactly what they mm-hmm. do. So we did want for these, um, you know, to, to, to offer that. So the experience itself was very much like um, you were starting your education and this was Frosh Week. And so you had these lovely ambassadors that greeted you at the door, but it didn't just, you know, and, you know, it didn't end there. Um, this is a carry through until they, the students themselves complete the course and go upstairs. But the ambassadors would be assigned to various new students who were coming in and would have a lovely, um, you know, little treat. I don't want to call it a treat bag, but I guess it was. <laughs> it was a treat it bag. It was yeah. a treat bag. Oh, it, was it was a lunch bag. <laughs> yeah. And filled with treats and goodies and thank yous from um, CBBC and ourselves. And we wanted to make a big hoopla, a big deal about it because it is a big deal. It it's is scary to start a, a, you know, start a new program um, at, a, at a different time in your life. And it's scary to not know people. So these ambassadors are responsible to completely onboard these um, wonderful people as students and then once they begin as employees. Mm-hmm. I find so they're very inspiring, actually. Yes. They're kind of mentors that yes. accompany them and if they have any issues, they have somebody to talk to that knows what That's they right. experience because yes. they went through it. It's kind of a peer support program. Yes. And with the partnerships that we have and having the uh, ambassadors inspire the students, it makes a big difference mm-hmm. for the residents. I'm sure it does because they get started on the right foot and they learn, hey, you can be nice to those people. You can be compassionate and still be a loving person and be yourself mm-hmm. and assertive and not get mistreated yourself because sometimes there is violent people in long-term care homes and it can be tough to deal with those. No, very very much so. Mm. The, um, the landscape is very different mm-hmm. um, now and there have been lots of changes, mm-hmm. lots of changes to put uh, in place to help Um, new students and new employees to deal with those situations. And I think that's really lovely. And uh, the the nursing homes are getting so much better. 
And I think that's a wonderful place to end the first half of the broadcast here on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio. And I'm excited to go on after the commercial break for more about long-term care, continuing care assistance and how to care for those who can't care for themselves. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Cheryl Nickerson and Krista Bieler about long-term care. Thanks for being back on the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Now, in the first talk, the half of the show, we talked a little bit about what it is they do, but you do an amazing training program that integrates practical experience in a long-term care home or nursing home. Uh, tell me a little bit, who are you looking for for your program? Because I assume there's new season starting soon. Who are you looking for? Who should apply? Who wants to become a CCA? Well, Christine, that's an amazing question because we find that there's different types of people that are very interested in the continuing care assistant program. Some of the people come from 18, 19 year olds to 50, 60 year olds, and they come in uh, looking for a change. They have been maybe involved in the system of health, health system, and they have seen that there's some things that they would like to change. And they've come and talked to us about, you know, I think I could be a part of that and make a difference. Mm. And when they discover that they can make a difference, they start scouting around and wanting to see what's out there. And it seems that it always comes down to the continuing care assistant program mm -hmm. because it's not all about personal care that they're providing. They are providing emotional support they are looking at the whole person. And uh, it's like we had talked about, I think, Krista on break before. It's like the spiritual needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Yeah, it, it really doesn't come down to what type of person we're looking for. It's the person sometimes finds us. And they find us through ways of something has inspired them. Mm -hmm. that's brought them to the program. And they discover very quickly when they're in the program that this is a helping program. This is a supportive program. This is a program that builds integrity mm -hmm. for the sector. And not only for the sector, it also builds integrity within themselves. Mm -hmm. And they can walk with their heads up high and know that they got a fantastic career. And, you know, we've partnered with many partners and it's the support that they get. It's the uh, the peers. And I know with uh, Krista at Dykeland, mm -hmm. one of the unique, amazing things that we really love about Dykeland is they have ambassadors. What yes. Said? Talk about that, please. So we know that um, if you look at attrition rates, um, whether it's private career college or whether it's NSCC, that one of the things that we fall short on is that onboarding um, a successful student who's graduated and finished the exam into the workplace. We've either failed to link them to an appropriate um, 
facility or an employment opportunity, or we fail to make them feel comfortable, and a piece of the onus of that belongs on the facility. Um, so these new people that are coming in, they represent part of a team, they represent an ability for you to take your vacations on time, they represent an opportunity for us to do better. So the ambassadors were much like ambassadors that you would see at a frosh week. Um, at Dalhousie, for example, and they would have greeted them at the door in September, made a very big hoopla about them, um, handed out little um, lunch bags with, uh, you know, logoed lunch bags with treats and thank you cards from CBBC, um, tours of the facility, they attended a carnival day, so these um, ambassadors had to set the tone. They represent ambassadors until they no longer work there. So wow. if a new student has gone up and they're in a clinical placement, or even when they start to work full-time, those ambassadors are responsible to answer their questions, to make them feel comfortable. If they're feeling out of place, to make them feeling yeah. feeling in place. So mm. Now that is a wonderful full task to have as an ambassador, and it's wonderful for the students to come in a facility where they are actually welcomed mm -hmm. and have somebody to talk to that is there for a longer time. Mm -hmm. Now I know as a continuing care assistant you have to deal not just with older people. Give us examples on who is in long-term care nowadays. They, the, uh, so, and we did talk about that on break as yeah. well, Christine, mm. that the, the environment has changed so much and the, you know, different options for people who are coming in through placement. We could have people who are 103 years old that are coming in with, um, you know, 10 um, very serious illnesses. Mm -hmm. Or we could have people who are coming in who are 50 years old, who may be someone who's aged, they have Down syndrome and they need the support and they're not a place for them. Mm -hmm. Or somebody who's 57 years old, who is a very active person, who's had a stroke and is completely um, wanting to be involved in life, but is now surrounded um, by people who are lovely, but may, um, generationally, may not be a fit mm -hmm. for those mm -hmm. individuals. Um, you know, we could have people who've come in who were previously homeless mm -hmm. and had nothing and consider where they're mm -hmm. living now to be their vacation home. Um, so there's there's lots of situations that happen. There's probably even younger people that had an accident and end up as paraplegics and their family yes. just can't handle looking after them. Yes. And I think mm -hmm. with our program is actually we prepare the students for those different types mm -hmm. of residents that would be that they would be actually looking after mm -hmm. and we look at the mental health aspects mm -hmm. of all of that as well so it's so important that they understand those types of people that could be coming in to the resident as residents and coming into their homes mm -hmm. and and we actually ensure that we give them a, the best education we can on some of those mental health issues now how does your program prepare those continuing care assistants to deal with the fact that during the year many of those residents they care for will die. We have a palliative care course mm. that um, actually uh, myself, I actually teach. We have some other experienced instructors that's actually dealt with, you know, death themselves. And we actually have students in the program that have experienced death as well. So with that, with that palliative care course, it's 
amazing how it's all pulled together so that it prepares them for when they go out and they have to experience that mm. I think um, you know it's probably there's probably some similarities from facility to facility but for us we have a wonderful um, you know we have a wonderful uh, minister Deb Mosier who does a fabulous job not only with those who are you know family members or residents in the building but with the staff who she can see who you know have been crippled by the law so she works with them we do have a family assistance program and we have one another so we we do work with that we do recommend um, various courses that we'll support and we'll pay for uh, to help the population as a mm. whole the team as a whole that's lovely and and I know Deb and she's a wonderful oh my person. gosh she's mm. great she's um, she far you know, far outreaches anything that she is supposed to do within her role to support um, the community. So. so she is not just supporting the residents, but also the staff families, and families and the different, staff. Different. I mean, it's you know, as a as a spiritual uh, yeah. person, she's you know, we had we've had people who've come in who were Buddhist, and she yeah. said it doesn't matter no. to her. It is about that palliative, spiritual, end of life care, and about putting meaning. Mm -hmm. in the moments and the times that you're in right now. So she plays a big role in that. And the I'm students sure. actually get to see that in action. Oh, when wow. they're in the facility and something happens, they actually have first-hand view of what she actually does. Mm -hmm. It's a really good point, Cheryl, because I think that that is also one of the reasons why this group is so successful. And I think other groups, when you teach them in the rooms like that, yeah. um, right in, in the, you know, the long-term care facilities mm -hmm. and you partner with them, every day they have an opportunity to get a little more comfortable with the environment mm -hmm. versus if you were to, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but versus yeah. if you were you were studying, um, you know, at a, at a school that's outside of the facility, mm -hmm. so there's more shock value when you come into that, and I think less shock value. I think we work a little harder yeah. to try and help with that because we know it is going to be, mm -hmm. a, and you will lose people, but we've not lost anyone yet. And that's because we have a great partnership mm -hmm. and we understand what the sector needs and we're always trying to be a voice. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that we do the partnerships that's together. That's extremely important. Now, before we close this show, I would like you to share how can they apply, when does the next course apply, what's the website? <laughs> okay, well, that's where I come in. So um, we have a website. It's called getaccajob.com and with CBBC Career College. I encourage people to go on the website and look and see what we have to offer. And we also have a location in Dartmouth that's at 45 Alderney Drive and we're Suite 100. Excellent. And when does the next course start? Well, we have many courses on the go, so it's best to call. Call, check it out. Check it out. And they don't bite. So we don't bite. We, we, we love the phone calls. So please call. And for Dyklin Lodge, we have one starting in February, which, <laughs> nah. is, a par which is a partnership with CBBC. See, I couldn't steal your thunder. <laughs> and, we're, and we've got lots of interest so far, so we're very excited. Oh, that is wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that there's lots of interest. It's such an important part of the healthcare system. And this brings us to the end of today's show.
please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments, or suggestions. Uh, if you'd like to contact Cheryl or Krista and forgot her email, my email here is christine at communityradio.ca or you can contact me through my website docchristine.com. And I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producers, Cole Crow and Ron Goyash. You're the best, guys. <laughs> you might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run nonprofit radio station. And we even have an art gallery. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIO EFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.